mission in our worship service this morning and wonderful singing. God is truly good and we thank him for his many blessings and for all that he has done in bringing us thus far along this walk. Brother Kyrie and uh, Brother Griffin are passing out some cards and this is the next endeavor that we are launching here at Locust Grove Church of Christ. We're going to bring out radio broadcast back on the air. Amen. Starting next Sunday morning at 7.45 a.m. We're going to start off next Sunday morning at 7.45 a.m. WJGA 92.1 FM. And the reach goes out a great distance. So the only way you know if you can hear it, you need to tune in to see if it's in your reachable distance. And we thank God for taking on this endeavor, and we hope and pray that you will be supportive, prayerful about it, so that the word of God can be spread out into those areas where people desire and have a yearning to learn more about God, and even for those who don't want to know him, we need to take it anyway. And sow the seeds as the Lord commands us to do so. So I'm looking forward to a great time and launching this uh, project and hopefully and prayerfully it's going to fall on some ears and uh, it may raise questions about what must I do to be saved concerning what they're going to hear from the word of God. So Spread the word. You need more cards? Gonna pass them out. We have plenty more. Don't be don't be shy. Don't be selfish. We need to put the word out there. This is part of evangelism, part of the work of a congregation to spread the word. And here's a very simple, easy way of doing it: just passing out a card, and not only just inviting people to listen to the broadcast, but it has the information about. The, uh, the location of the congregation as well, invite them to the various services as well. Amen. 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 Well, y'all don't sound thrilled about that. But that's all right. We move on. I want, I want to uh, make a couple of quick announcements before we go on into our lesson. Uh, Hidori and Sharita, they are going to be hosting the gift uh, event this February. This month, on the 27th, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the reason I, I, I wanted to really put emphasis on this, they did, well, they have done Amen. such a great work, working with our young people. Amen. And uh, the past couple of New Year's Eve on the programs, man, we saw some talent. We saw some, you know, some talents displayed like you wouldn't believe. And it was all because of the hard work, not only the kids put in, but they sacrificed and invested a lot of time and work. So, again, we said thank you for all of that work, and uh, we know you'll continue to do great things. Their uh, lesson for this month is coming out of the book of James. I don't have my notes with me, but I know it's from the book of James. But the key thing is bring your kids out from 7 to 9, February 22nd. We, 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 we take them and have let them participate in everything else mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, right. We encourage you to, to bring your kids out to participate in something spiritual mm-hmm. that can benefit them not only on this time side of life but on the next as well. Mm-hmm. And also, two belated happy birthdays. One, Celebrated a birthday yesterday, Brother Eddie Williams Senior. Yeah. 66? 66 or 67? 66. 66 years young. We, we thank God for blessing him to see that milestone. And uh, I have forgot her name that quick. She celebrated her birth, 80th birthday last Saturday. Huh? Sister White. Sister White, I'm sorry. Sister White. So that's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. 
<laughs> but we thank God for allowing her to see that milestone as well. You know, when I was young, I didn't make a big deal about birthdays because I say I'm young. But man, and some would say I'm still not old. But I'm older than I was a few years ago. And when your classmates all started dropping dead, every time you look around, somebody's saying, you know, so-and-so died. Man, it has a way of getting your attention. But nevertheless, you know what? We're born to die. But in between being born and living, we're here to serve God. And you serve God to your fullest and do what's right. Dying isn't something that you frown upon because there's something so much better awaiting on the other side. Amen. That's the way I look at life, and that's why I'm not troubled about whether it be today, <coughs> tomorrow, next week, next month. Right. It is a point yes. unto man wants to die, and after death, the judgment. So just embrace life, serve God, fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amen? Amen. And guess what? Life can be better than what you ever believed it could be. Amen. This morning, I, I, I had another lesson in mind, but there are some concerns going around in the brotherhood, and Amen. I believe it's, it's important to bring to the attention of the congregation here so that you can understand and you can know what our true beliefs are and so that there be no question about wondering our position concerning doctrinal matters. Our position on all doctrinal matters is what the Bible teaches. It's not a matter of what else Brother May may say or what else somebody else may say. The Bible is the final authority on all matters. And we need to understand and we need to learn that the Bible is final. When it comes to matters and concerns of doctrine, the Bible is it. Regardless of what you may think, Regardless of what you may feel, the Bible is it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And if you believe that, there should be no other discussion concerning what God has put in place as to whether we can go beyond or approach it any less. We have the word of God for the purpose of guiding us, leading us, so that we may know that what to do to please God and to honor God and not to offend God. If we stay in the book and rightly divide what we study, what we preach, what we teach, there wouldn't be any problem. But throughout our society, we encounter situations where people choose to go beyond what the Bible teaches. So this morning I want to present a lesson, and I don't know how long it's going to take. I may finish it up this evening, may take the next Sunday morning. But regardless of the fact we need to be mindful of how we worship. Amen. We need to understand something very important concerning our worship that we are not just worshiping some piece of wood or a tree or metal or a cat or something like that. We worship the Almighty God Amen. who is alive and almighty. He's awesome. And how we Respect him <coughs> should reflect even in our worship. Amen. When we look at who God is, the Bible says God is holy. The Bible said, Be ye holy for I am holy. God is holy. When you look at that definition of holy, 
it says dedicated or consecrated to God or a religious purpose. Sacred. Dedicated or consecrated to God. Sacred. Do you consider yourself when you come to worship? Do you consider this a sacred time? Do you consider this a sacred moment? Because we should, because our purpose of worship is to God. Why would we attempt to offer anything different to a holy God? Why, would, why should we offer anything less than being holy? The building is not the church. We are the church. We should present ourselves and being dedicated or consecrated that we in our purpose presenting being sacred and being sacred we should honor and respect God. Amen. How should we do that? He has given us how to do it in his word. God, who would know better than God how he wants to be worshipped? Yeah. What help does God need from a man to be understood how he desires to be worshipped? Yeah. So when you stop and think, when we assemble together, this is a sacred time. Yeah. This is a time not for you to play with your phones, laugh and talk, Amen. Pass notes, sleep, or anything else. This is a sacred time. Amen. Because we are God's people. Amen. And we should present ourselves as those sacred people. Dedicated to the purpose to worship him and glory by him. Is that all right, church? Amen. Amen. The example of Nadab and Abihu serves as a very important example for us today in regards to rendering worship to God. Leviticus 10, 1 and 3, we know the story. Bringing about something strange that God did not authorize. When they offered him worship, something the Lord had not commanded, it was taken by the Lord as a sign of disrespect for his Holiness. There, there it is again. There it is again. Be ye holy for I am holy. This isn't just a social gathering. Amen. This isn't just something to do to pass the time because it's Sunday and, you know, it just makes sense. Everybody should just show up somewhere and pretend to worship. No. This is a special time. And we should value it as something very precious and special. Again, when they offered in worship something the Lord had not commanded, it was taken by the Lord as a sign of disrespect for his holiness. Such examples were written for our learning. We find, as the New Testament reflects back, things written for time were written for what purpose? For our learning. That through them we may learn. We may learn what not to do. We may learn what to do. Amen. We may learn from the mistakes they made before time, before time, and we may be able to see what happens when you stay committed. Learn from them. Learn from them. May they have been about you. They found out the hard way. You don't play with God. It calls them their lives. As children of God, we ought to be holy before the Holy One who called us. Amen. First Peter 1, 14 through 16. I like that. We ought to be holy before the Holy One who called us. 
dedicated, consecrated. Is that who we are today? Is that our mental condition today as we sit here now and worship? Or is our mind somewhere else thinking about what I'm going to eat later? Maybe a game, or maybe you're so far gone, you're thinking about going to work tomorrow and you won't even give God the respect this hour. Amen. Amen. Therefore, it is equally important that we treat God as holy. This we can do in our worship by doing exactly as he instructs in his word. That's not hard to do, folks. It's really not hard to do. To be sure that we do this in regards to our music and worship, I would like for us to consider what the New Testament has to say about it. Number one, the nature of worship in general. And number two, and especially about the music in New Testament worship. So often, over the years, there's been this brewing, brewing. Why can't we be like them? You know, it amazes me. God calls you out of darkness into the marvelous light, called you to be separate, tell you to come ye out from among them, but yet, being brought out of darkness into the marvelous light, we look back into the darkness and we moan and groan and complain, why can't we be like them? But you know, it's nothing new under the sun. But it just amazes me how God's word could be so plain on certain subject matters, but because we desire to go back to Egypt, because we desire to go back to that strange land, we want to bring what God has not authorized into his worship and demand he accepts it. And go about our way as if we have done something honorable and respectful unto God. We can't, we can't worship God that way, folks. So down the road in the course of this lesson, we'll deal with that matter of music. I often tell people when they refer, they say, oh, you're a member of that church that don't have music. I said, we have marvelous music. We use the greatest instrument ever known to man. That instrument that God has blessed us with. Our voice. Nothing to be ashamed about. We must understand, folks, we must stay in the book. Just because they do it over in Egypt, that doesn't make it right to bring it into the Lord's house. Amen. Amen. There are types of different types of worship. One particular type of worship is true worship. We read in our scripture text this morning from John 4. True worship, referred to by Jesus in John 4, 20 through 24. True worship, this is the type of worship expected by God today. Today. Amen. Not something coming down the road. Today. It's as simple as this, folks. Whatever God instructed, do it. Amen. Don't take it upon yourself to say, well, I don't see how this will hurt anything. Mm. Hold on. I, I, don't, I don't see how, how it can hurt anything. Right. Mm. Well, I, I, I often ask people, who, who get upset with me about clapping, I said, where is the authorization? Right. Right. 
See, we, we come to the point, many, because of a lack of studying, because of a lack of respect for God, and a lack of understanding who God is. We come to a point now where people just want to throw anything to God. And feel that they've done something great. But yet, what they throw to God and what they do unto God does not coincide with what the scripture teaches. There's true worship. That in accordance to what has been commanded. How can I go beyond the authority of, of singing and say play when playing is not the command? Oh, we'll deal with that, but let's talk about worship. Vain worship, referred to by Jesus in Matthew 15, 7 through 9. This worship is the result of one, following traditions of man and ignoring the commands of God on a particular subject. Also, when worship is not done from the heart. Not this. This. Vain. People worship all kinds of ways. But it doesn't necessarily mean God accepts it. Amen. So some worship in vain, as Jesus said. For in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines and commandments of men. Why would I seek out what a man would have me to present unto God when I have God's inspired word itself? I keep saying, it's simple, folks. We make it difficult. Amen. We make it difficult when we choose to lean to our own understanding. Amen. We don't regard how holy, how awesome, and who God is. So sometimes we put God on the same plateau with us. <laughs> Worst insult you could ever do. Amen. Well, surely he'll understand. Well, it made me feel good. <laughs> well, coming to worship is not about making you feel good. Amen. Coming to worship is about expressing our adoration and respect and glory to God. Amen. And when we understand and recognize and appreciate what God has done in our lives, we wouldn't be so concerned about the focus on us. Amen. The focus will be where it needs to be, right. on God. Right. So when I decide, well, I don't see no big deal. They doing it in Egypt. But this ain't Egypt. Amen. When worship is not done from the heart. Does that fit anybody today? Ignorant worship. Referred to by Paul in Acts 17, 22-23. This is worship offered in the absence, absence of the knowledge, of a knowledge of God's will. In other words, well, I, I, I know that for God, but I really don't know what to do, how to do, whatever, so I just do anything. Paul's encounter on Mars Hill. All of the superstitious practices. And then there was one statue dedicated to the unknown God. You know, the people said, you know what? We, we just want to make sure we cover all the bases. We want every God there may be to get his due. Well, let me tell you something. The God we serve, Jehovah, the God we serve, Almighty, the God we serve, you can't compare with anybody else or anything else. Amen. 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 He is God. Amen. Almighty. 
You can't just say, I'm just going to throw something out there just in case. And, 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 and hopefully God will just catch this I'm throwing out there. God ain't no dog. We're talking about God. And ignorance will not be a validated reason to make it happen. Once upon a time, God winked. But God is not in the winking business anymore. Amen. We have a charge. We have a responsibility to seek him, to know him, to learn of him. Not just offer anything up. And whatever God might catch, he should be happy. No. You got the wrong God. You got the wrong God. This is worship offered in the absence of a knowledge of God's will concerning who he is and how he is to be worshipped. Ignorance will not be a good defense. As what we call will or self-imposed worship. Referred to by Paul in Colossians 2, 20 and 23. This worship closely aligned with vain worship. It's the result of doing what we like and we think it's good. What we like, notice it doesn't say what God deems as acceptable. But it's about us. It's about us. It's about when we decide to bring things in or eliminate things or change things altogether. Amen. It's about doing things that are not taught by God in his word. Yeah. Adam and Abide, perfect example. You just can't offer what you think, what you feel. Can't impose your will on God and say, "Well, this is this is how I feel it should be done." Everybody else is doing it. Look at the thousands. Look at the thousands. Look at the thousands who use the instruments. Look at the thousands who practice and. Do things that are not arbitrarily according to the word of God. Why should it be a big deal for us? But see, it goes back again. What is your respect for God? See, if I truly respect God, I'm going to worship him the way he commands. I'm not going to go any farther than what is authorized, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to give him any less. Mm -hmm. I'm simply going to do it the way he say do it. Amen. Amen. How difficult is that when you've been given the instructions? That's like a teacher assigning you three chapters to read and say, tomorrow you're going to have an open book test on chapter two, three, and four. And you come to school the next day and you say, man, I'm not going to make this. Well, why not? I don't know. No, you know. You didn't study. <laughs> and it's not because you didn't know what to study. You chose not to. Amen. <laughs> because you felt upon yourself that, well, they ain't serious. Until you get to fail in more. <laughs> oh, they shouldn't have done me like that. I shouldn't have been kept out of heaven because I wanted some music in my worship. I shouldn't have been kept out of heaven because I wanted some praise dancers 
dancing around, swinging their rump in the face of men and other folks <laughs> before a holy God. I should not have been denied entering into heaven over some petty things because I didn't sin. Well, again, you cannot enforce your will on God. And go somewhere you've never been. to understand something folks this thing about music uh -huh. you go through the New Testament the command is to sing Amen. Amen. I, I want to I I close out this morning with some questions to consider and to think about and ponder about so when, when you're challenged about why why don't we use it well, a, a, a very short and clear answer is there's no authorization for it as New Testament Christians. But throughout the New Testament, there are scriptures that authorize and give command to sing. I'm just of the belief that God was smart enough and is smart enough that if music was an acceptable practice and New Testament worship, it would have been included in the pattern of the early church. Amen. But nowhere do we find in that transition from the law, the old law, over into the New Testament, the command to play. I know what happened over in the Old Testament. You don't need to go over there and say what David did and all of these other things. That's, that's not what we dwell today. Amen. We don't dwell over there. We have a better covenant. Amen. And sometimes you can study yourself out of the truth. Amen. It's not difficult. Worshiping God is not difficult. Just like being saved is not difficult. <laughs> we tend to make it complicated because we like to look at things with a law, with a mind already made up. Amen. Based upon what we want it to be. Amen. The Bible teaches us as New Testament Christians to <coughs> sing. 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 If I ask you right now, let's all begin to sing Selection 111, Yield Not to Temptation. What instrument would you need, what mechanical instrument would you need to go find to play in order to sing? We have the instrument. Our voice. That's very simple, isn't it? Well, yep. how and why is there so much confusion now going about folks splitting congregations up because I don't see anything wrong with the mechanical instruments. So that's the whole problem. You don't see it. Right. Our view is not of our own. Our sight is based upon what God says. Amen. You ain't died and shed no blood for nobody. Mm -hmm. You ain't established nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not about what you see. That's right. It boils down to what does God say? Amen. Mm -hmm. Who does the church belong to? Mm -hmm. The last time I read Ephesians 5, Christ is the head of it, purchase of it, right? Amen. Mm -hmm. That's when he purchased it with his own blood, right? Mm -hmm. The church belongs to Christ. Mm -hmm. When the church belongs to Christ, his work is final. Amen. Let me say that again. If the church belongs to Christ, 
his word is final. Now, anything beyond that, it can't belong to Christ. Because he has not given any authority to any man to change what is written. Don't be confused, folks. It's nothing to be confused about. You're going to encounter those that will approach you with all types of reasoning and philosophies of their own thinking or what somebody may have taught them. But where is it in the Bible? Where is it in the Bible? People say, well, I just can't see why I can't demonstrate my talent. God gave me the talent to play this instrument. God gave me the talent to do this. God gave me the talent to be master mechanics. You don't pull a car up in here and drop the engine out. <coughs> God gave people the ability to cook and bake. You don't come up in the worship and do it. What we must understand and what you must keep in the forefront of God in your heart. The word of God is true. Amen. And everything that God would have us to know and to do concerning worshiping him, it's right here in the book, folks. It's right here in the book, and we must exercise by rightly dividing it, and we can't be offended when others choose to go beyond what is written? Amen. John 4, 21, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour coming, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God found in you today what he's seeking. Is God pleased with your state of mind of how you're worshiping him? For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And closing out this morning, let me say this, and we will deal with it more because it's important that we deal with it. Mm -hmm. Satan, Satan comes in so many different angles. Amen. Worshiping God ain't got nothing to do with what color you are. Amen. 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 God is a spirit. Well, let me ask you this. If I believe God is a spirit, where do you tie race in it? Why do you come on, on, on promoting one race above another and exemplifying yourself that your worship is going to be that much more acceptable than another race? You can't be Deceived by the smoke screen that the devil will put out there promoting and trying to invoke about talking about your heritage. My heritage is very simple. Prior to baptism, I was a sinner. I was lost. I was on death row to eternal damnation. I accepted the call and obeyed the gospel. Now my heritage is in Christ. Amen. Amen. Race and color should have no 
worshiping God. Amen. Oh, I know it's I know it's a subject folks don't like to talk about. It. They don't like to hear about it. But it's true. Amen. It's true. You, you can believe Jesus was from Africa if you want to. It ain't gonna no more put you closer to God and get you to heaven. Amen. Talking about a motherland. The only land I'm concerned about is heaven. Amen. Amen. That's where my citizenship is. Amen. Heavenly citizenship. Amen. Whether I can trace my roots back to Zimbabwe, to Congo, or South Africa, it don't matter. God, the Father, seeketh such to worship him. Those that are true and obedient to the teaching of his word. Amen. Sad to say, folks want to bring in the teaching of oppression and racism and all of these other things. You want to bring it into God's worship. Amen. There's nothing a child of God goes through that God isn't aware of. Amen. I don't care how many numbers you may unite among and who you may unite with. Doesn't change the word of God. Amen. Amen. You could call me a sellout. You could call me uh, one who, who, who tap in. I ain't tap dancing around anything. What color you are has no concern of God. Amen. God is concerned about your soul. And if we're going to be the children of God, if we're going to be the disciples of Christ, as we are called to be, we've got to put this race card out of the way. Amen. Brother May, folks folk ain't going to do it. Well, there's a hell for them. Amen. We're not, we're not here to build an eternal home. Amen. Nothing a child of God goes through that God is not aware. I don't care how racist an act may be. I don't care what wrong may be imposed upon anybody. Yeah. God is aware. Yeah. The Israelites suffered for numerous of years. Amen. God's own chosen. Right. Suffered and God sat quiet for almost 500 years. Hmm. Didn't say a word. He chose Moses. He told Moses, tell him I've heard that. Heard the prayers. And God handled his graces. You're not going to correct racism with racism. Two wrongs will never make a right. So, what it boils down to? More hatred. Well, how are you going to worship God in spirit and truth? When the message is love and forgiveness, when you're ready to pull guns and shoot each other. Mm. Oh, don't, don't, don't feel uncomfortable. Mm. It's real. Amen. And if we're going to be the disciples of Christ, if we're going to be the church of Christ, if we're going to be God's people, we need to make up our minds today. I'd rather suffer for what's right than to be a participant of that which is wrong Amen. and be a hypocrite. God knows all. And what you think you have gotten away with in this life is going to be made public one day. Because we all are going to stand before that judgment seat. And we're going to give an account of the things we've done in this life.
body. Never read in the Bible of a segregated heaven. Mm. Where the blacks worship this way over on this side. And the whites over here and the Latinos over here and the Mexicans. Are not, I, I, I don't read about that about heaven. Amen. What I read about heaven, it's a unified place. Because there's only one God. Amen. One Lord. One faith. Don't be deceived. Amen. Don't be deceived. Evil, evil comes in all colors. Yeah. Comes in all different types of color packaging. So before you go siding up with the, the least of the evil, as a child of God, we should not be participants of any evil. By the abstain from even the appearance. So I want you to digest that. We'll talk about it some more. Amen. Concerning how we worship God. Amen. Because you can't come in here and sing songs of uh, songs and hymns, spiritual songs, and holler amen and praise the Lord and go out and hate. Amen. And go out and hate. That ain't who the Father seeks. Amen. And we know that. Mm. Well, thank God. Amen. Thank God He is who He is. And thank God He's righteous. Mm. You're here today. You've been procrastinating on surrendering your will. To God. To live the Christian life. But in order to live the Christian life, you first must become a Christian. Mm -hmm. Not according to what people may tell you, you know, pray this prayer or just ask Jesus to come into your heart. No. There are some steps. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Upon hearing, you have to believe. You have to believe. God's word is final. God's word is right. God's word is infallible. God's word will get us to heaven. If we obey it and believe. We have to come to recognize that the path we've been following is not the right path. It's not about my ethnic background because we 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 I, I often hear this, you know, we are we're emotional people. We are more, we have to express ourselves. Let me tell you something. God has indicated how to worship. Your emotion may have something to do with how you feel about your spouse, how you might feel about that other person you're looking at, you like, whatever. But this is not an emotional matter. Amen. This is a matter of doing what's right or rejecting it. And if you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin, you're lost. And you need to understand you need a change of direction to get on the right path to be saved. Amen. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ to be the Son of God. And be baptized today. Amen. Today. For the remission of your sins. Amen. What will happen? By faith, you come in contact with the blood of Christ. In that burial, mm -hmm. that blood, that ever cleansing blood, that power in the blood that we sing about, is 
able to cleanse your soul, cleanse you of all, all the things you've done wrong. You've come up a new creature in Christ. Amen. That's the word of God. Amen. And the Lord will add you to his church. Amen. His church. Amen. Not some other man's. Amen. His church. Amen. And you live faithful. Abiding in the truth. Continuing your worship according to the truth. Not according to what you think and what everybody else is doing. It's that simple, folks. Only thing that's required is a made-up mind to surrender your will to the Lord. For us who are already members, that's no need for another baptism. That's simply a need for you to make up your mind and stop playing church. And stop trying to use God as he takes sides and he's a racist. God hates racism. I don't care which side is on. God hates sin. Well, you're talking about it. Get yourself right today. Amen. Why maybe, just maybe while you've been pointing at others, you should have been taking inventory about your heart. Amen. Amen. And maybe that's why you can't get what you're looking for out of worship, because guess what? You've been worshiping the wrong way. Mm. What's our song, Lord? 633. 633 is our song of invitation. I'm praying that you'll open your mouth and sing. You might encourage somebody today. You might provoke somebody to say, I surrender. You might just admonish somebody to the point to recognize I need to repent and do what's wrong. Will you do that? Walk together with Sam and we'll